Universe is brought to you by SWE Advance, supporting the recruitment, retention, and advancement of women in engineering through career resources, professional development, and one-to-one networking opportunities. Hi, I'm Jessica Rano, FY17 President of the Society of Women Engineers. This is SWE's Diverse Podcast Series. Please remember to add this podcast to your iTunes and like or follow us on social media. Visit SWE.org for more details. Joining me now is Kelly Thompson. She is a novelist and comic book writer. She is the writer of our first SWE Next comic book, Constance and Nano, Engineering Adventure Number 1. She has also written comic books about the Ghostbusters, Captain Marvel, A-Force, and Star Wars. She is based in Portland, Oregon. Thank you for joining us, Kelly. Thanks for having me, Jessica. Excited to be here. So tell me a little bit about your career and how you got into writing comic books. Um, I think uh, it started when I sort of fell in love with comic books as a kid. And over time, I eventually, after trying to go to school for graphic design, I ended up saying, nope, what I really love is comic books. So I went to school for comic books. And then, uh, like many things that don't have a super direct career path, I had to uh, go take a bit of a winding road. But I eventually wrote a novel about some superheroes. And I was writing about some comics uh, as a critic and as a columnist. And eventually uh, made enough connections that I started actually getting to write comic books. That's really interesting. You went to school for comic books. Where did you go to college at? Then? I went to the Savannah College of Art and Design. And there are a lot more programs today that offers, offer sequential art as a, media, as a uh, major. But there were very few. I think Savannah College of Art and Design was the only uh, actual accredited that was a college rather than an art school. Um, at the time that I went that offered sequential art. So it was pretty rare, but it's becoming more, uh, it's becoming less rare, I think, which is great. Yeah. And I know it's uh, more and more people keep getting into comic books. So I could see that it would be uh, more people desire to go into that. Yeah, they're going through a, a, a sort of fun resurgence. They're also, we're in sort of a golden age in the, the level of the output that's being put out. But, you know, comics were, uh, historically, if you look at them, they're they're not that popular now comparatively. I mean, there were times when every kid read comics, you know, if you go back far enough. And then there was also a big boom in the 80s and 90s where, I mean, just people were reading them in huge numbers. And there was also a big speculative market. Um, so in, in the grand scheme of things, we feel smaller than we than we have historically. But there has been a pretty big resurgence. I'm sure the comic book films have a lot to do with raised interest uh, sort of across the board. Also a lot of indie comics that like they sort of transcend some of the more typical superhero genre and things like that, I think really help things like the walking dead and saga are very popular non superhero comic books that sort of help bring readers in. I think interesting, which is kind of like what we're here talking about today, a non-traditional comic book. Exactly. (laughs) So on your website, you call yourself a general feminist troublemaker. Uh, Is that one of the reasons you wanted to write comic books for girls? 
Um, well, I don't really think I write comic books for girls. I think I write comic books for everyone. Um, but I think that comic books, you know, again, historically, they were written for everyone if you go back far enough. But some switchover happened at some point, and they became very much for boys. You know, it very much became a boys' clubhouse in a lot of ways. And a lot of stories were being created that that did not feel inclusionary to girls and uh and that's a really unfortunate thing that i certainly most of us who make comics want to get away from it's very important to me that that girls and women enjoy comics just as much as boys and men can so i definitely write a lot of books that i feel like are definitely for everybody and uh and I think uh, I'm sure outsiders would say that I write a lot of female characters and I, I'm pretty happy with that. So <laughs> that's a good thing. You know, I've uh, seen a lot of research where even media that you think is aimed at females uh, really isn't that there's even, you know, even in the movie Frozen, there's more lines for boys in that. Uh, story than there is for girls which is crazy when you think of that as kind of being you know that is feminist, crazy yeah feminist wow format. wow um, so I think it's good to have a lot of strong female role models yeah I mean I write um, a book called gem and the holograms which is a oh, reboot. yeah yeah which is a reboot of the 80s property and I mean we can go a whole issue without having any male characters and it's just not a big deal there are just so many great female characters and the same was true of this book a force I wrote for Marvel for a while it was an all-female team and so you know you just it just happens like if you've got enough great characters it's it's not like a concerted effort it's just something that happens rather naturally so that's great and it's nice to see it's nice to see because even you know back in the day you know if you had an avengers team or something you know it's like a token female on that team as opposed to and so now we've got sort of the reverse sometimes which is a nice change of pace so since many of our listeners don't write comic books can you tell us about the overall process of how you create a comic book Sure. Um, comics, one of the greatest things about it, but also one of the most challenging is that it's a true collaboration. Uh, you usually start out um, with a pitch and an idea, which can either come from the writer and the artist as a creative team, or often just the writer. Um, uh, they begin, you know, outlining the idea and, and formulating into what that looks like, how many issues it's going to need to be and things like that. Um, at some point, an editor gets involved to begin shaping things and bringing on the rest of the creative team. Uh, if you don't already have an artist involved at that point, you bring an artist in that you think will be a fit for the, the tone of the story you're trying to tell. Um, and probably the, the artist and the writer begin working together at that point. The writer is creating a script. Editor is telling them, no, change this, fix this. Uh, writer is editing that. Uh, artist is beginning to work from that script to create visuals. And the editor is bringing in a rest of a team. Um, colorist, sometimes an inker, all that. That seems increasingly rare these days. A lot of artists... Um, work digitally and so they don't need traditional penciling and inking duties um, and a letterer is usually one of the final and um, probably someone in production to help put it all together and make it look right 
Um, and, you know, it's kind of a constant back and forth. Um, and there are a lot of stages that sort of you forget about when you're when you're making a comic, but that are highly time consuming, like after like reviewing the the art and making sure it works with the script. Usually once you have all the script in, you'd then go back through and, and do an editing pass on the script. So to make sure it matches the art that was actually created, that kind of thing. And then you've got editing passes and lettering passes to make sure everything's right. It's so many, many steps to a monthly book. <laughs> yeah, definitely sounds like it. A lot, a lot of collaboration. Yes, yes. I mean, it's how how hard or easy that that goes is is incredibly dependent on how well you and your team are from from the get go. How how well you work together. How much you are on the same page. I could believe that similar to how I work in teams, and that really makes a definite difference. So. Yeah, I think it's probably works across the board, right? Um, you you live or die on your weakest link. So our sweet next comic book is called Constance and Nano, Engineering Adventure Number 1. Uh, we introduced it at SWE's last con annual conference, which was held in Philadelphia in October. And as it's an outreach tool to encourage girls to consider a career in engineering and technology. So can you tell us about this project for the Society of Women Engineers and how you even ended up collaborating with some women engineers to develop the story? Yeah, of course. Um, one of the reasons I... I did this when I was asked, which I felt very lucky to be asked. But one of the reasons I did it is because I'm terrible at engineering and technology. And I think that part of that, at least, is because nobody did encourage me in those ways. So I do think it's really important that um, that we've got more and more people in venues making sure women know you know, if, if you're good at this and you're interested in this, there's no reason you can't do it. And, um, you know, I'm not blaming anyone specific for why I'm not a mathematician or a scientist or anything, but I definitely didn't feel encouraged in those ways as a kid. So uh, I thought if there's anything I can do uh, to help, that would be excellent. So um, that was, uh, you know, SWE came to us with a pretty clear idea of what they thought they wanted. They already had Constance as a character and they knew sort of things about her that they wanted and the, and the general idea of the story that they wanted, but you know, they just didn't sort of know how to get it out there. So that was where I came in and I worked with Sarah Gatos, who's the, the editor at IDW, Swee's publishing partner. Um, to work on a couple pitches for different ways that I thought we could tell Constance's story. Um, you know, you don't, when you do comics, you know, people always think superheroes. And so sometimes you like to get away from that, but this was a case where it really seemed to make sense for us. Um, and so I came up with Nano as uh, sort of the idea of uh, an engineering superhero, sort of like a Batman type in that, she doesn't have any superpowers, but she's, you know, her superpower is her giant brain and she's sort of developed cool engineering based superpowers like, you know, flying boots and things like that. Um, and tech skin that changes with the um, environment and things like that. 
so, but the idea was really to focus on Constance and her, um, excitement about learning her inquisitive brain, um, the way she could take information and then apply that to other problems that she saw in her normal day-to-day life that weren't necessarily superhero problems. Um, so, but part of that required, part of coming up with that and knowing how to execute it required to speaking with some women engineers about like, okay, so these are real problems that I've created, but I don't know how to solve them because I'm not an engineer. So <laughs> how would you, how would you guys solve these problems? <laughs> and so I, I talked to a couple different engineers about, um, you know, one of the conflicts that starts things off in the issue is the idea of a, a, a bridge of bad traffic caused by a bridge and a river situation where in bad weather, inclement weather, um, it's creating this, you know, that the, the road and the runoff is not adequate. And so it's creating this problem. And so I had to talk to engineers about that. And then later a smaller problem in Constance's life that's related has to do with um, problems in her mother's garden related to, uh, you know, the same kind of issues. And so seeing her take those larger ideas and learn about them and then apply them, you know, locally and personally uh, with her mother. Uh, so it was sort of fun. Yeah. I really liked how it took a, you you can take you can have large problems, but then you can also use those skills to solve things in everyday life, which I think a lot of people don't realize about engineering that uh, you know engineering is problem solving. We always hear that, but that it's not just problem solving at work <laughs> that you can apply those yeah. skills everywhere. Yeah, no, and I think that's a big I think that's a big part of it is where you apply those lessons is you know, and and that being an engineer. You know, it's the same way that as a writer, I sort of approach life. I think of these things in a certain way and I problem solve in a certain way. Same is true for an engineer. I mean, you're going to apply that knowledge and your way of thinking to anything you encounter. It's how you it's how you solve problems that don't appear to be engineering based at all. So, you know, that was a lot what it was about for us. So. Uh, were you happy with the way that the story turned out in the end? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially once we heard that people loved it. Um, you know, I think as a writer, you never really know how you feel about any of your work. <laughs> it's, a, <laughs> it's a constant love-hate situation. It's a lot less clear-cut, I think, than engineering. Like, oh, yay, we solved that problem. Let's move on. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, my, my life is not quite that cut and dried. Uh, I wish it was. Um, but, you know, hearing that people really responded to it uh, and that they loved it and that it, it did what they needed it to do uh, certainly went a long way towards, you know, making us very happy with how it all turned out. I know that we received an early version of it in the board meeting at the conference and we were all really excited and I had posted on social media. So I got back to my hotel room and my husband's like, where's the comic book? I want to read the comic book. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, yeah. So, so I know it was well And all the students that attended our Invented Build It received a copy. So uh, oh, it wonderful. was well distributed. Oh, that's and wonderful. I, and I know our sponsor was really excited about it too. Um, United Technologies company helped sponsor the um, production of it and uh, it was just a great fit with them for their uh, advertising that's great that's great it's always really cool to see uh, 
to see the impact. I mean, you don't always get that either, you know, um, social media and things, you can get an idea for if people liked your work or something, but especially in an educational way, you know, it's nice to, it's nice to hear there's a real impact to something you did. So especially since that's why I signed on in the first place. So it's great. Thank you. Yeah. And so is it, what was different about working on this project than something like Ghostbusters or Captain Marvel or? Um, I mean, there's always a certain amount of um, pushback um, and, and um, you know, decision by committee. There's always a little bit of that if you're working on IP like Star Wars or Ghostbusters or something. Those are characters or gem. Those are characters that are owned by someone else. And so they have a say in what you're doing with them. Um, but this was definitely a little bit different in the sense that, you know, those people are usually they're pretty used to doing comics. You know, this was sort of a different situation where, you know, we're sort of the experts and we're trying to lead you guys by the hand on how this works. Um, but then the collaboration there between, you know, you guys knowing what you need to get across to your readers, but not quite knowing how to do it and us knowing how to do it, but not quite sure what the message you want to send. So, uh, you know, there was like an interesting push and pull there, um, dealing with the sweet people, but you know, everyone was really great and helpful. And, um, I think it shows in the final product. Definitely. So did you learn new things about engineering during this project? I did. I did not only from the engineers themselves, but also, you know, I did a fair amount of research online trying to figure out things. And, uh, I'd like to say I'm smarter, but I'm probably not. <laughs> <laughs> I I learned things during it because I'm not a the story was a civil engineering based story, um, mm -hmm. and that's definitely not my area. I'm an industrial engineer. I design distribution centers, so uh, this was definitely something outside of my realm. So well, I learned that's, something. Well, that's pretty interesting. Maybe we can do that next. <laughs> yeah, we we're talking about that. There, we want to stay tuned for uh, version engineering adventure number two, um, and. Uh, we would like to take it to a different area of engineering that uh, Constance can explore. So, yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's gonna be cool. I mean, I don't know if they have an idea of like I certainly have ideas of ones I would like to learn about, some ones I would like to pitch. But I guess it'll be up to them <laughs> what they think's next. Yeah, I think it. I think there'll be several editions. Uh, you know, as well as one with number one was received. Uh, I think that this will be a ongoing project with Swe. Well, it's great. So, it's really great. For those of you that have not downloaded our comic book, our audience should go to constanceandnano.swe.org, or you can download it for free on Amazon or the iBook store. And if you also want to learn more about our SWE Next program for girls, you can go to swenext.swe.org. Thank you, Kelly, so much for joining us today. It was great talking to you and learning more about the project. Thanks so much for having me on, Jessica. It was great. Kelly Thompson is a novelist and comic book writer. She is the writer of our first SWE Next comic book, Constance and Nano, Engineering Adventure Number 1. Kelly, thank you for participating in SWE's diverse podcast series. Thanks for having me. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. Don't forget to explore additional offerings from SWE Advance at advancedlearning.swe.org.